Good morning. I'm Sarah French. I'm Ben Thompson. This is WCNC Charlotte to go. Here are your top stories. Happening today, a man accused of breaking into a home and sexually assaulting a woman is expected in court. Police arresting Santarius Allen at the scene of the crime in Ballantyne. It was all thanks to the child's, uh, the victim's child who heard what was going on and then called 911. WCNC Charlotte's Richard Devane joins us now. And Richard, uh, police say this isn't the suspect's first run-in with the law. Yeah, they say this uh, suspect, Allen, has a long history of charges, including assaulting a peace officer. Today, he'll be in on a number of charges, all for this assault that police say they actually caught him committing. Now, uh, this morning, 32-year-old Santarius Allen will be in court for his first appearance for charges related to a sex assault, including first-degree kidnapping and second-degree rape and sex offense. Police say Allen broke into a South Charlotte house around 10.30 yesterday morning and then attacked and sexually assaulted a woman. Fortunately, a teen who was inside the house heard what was happening, hid, and was able to call 911 to alert police, who say they were able to catch the repeat offender still inside the house, still attacking the victim. Without the, the brave actions of the person inside that was able to call, and this is very rare for us to catch a, a violent offender like this in the act on the scene. Um, the victim on this uh, did was heroic in her own actions. He is off the streets right now and in the jail and shouldn't be let out. He is currently being held without bond. Of course, his first appearance to take place this morning will tell you what happens when he goes into court. We're live here at the McNamara County Courthouse. Richard Devane for WCNC Charlotte. Turning to more of today's top stories. This morning, the Charlotte Fire Department mourning the loss of one of their own. The department posted on X last night that Tony Moore, a retired fire captain, died in a car accident. The crash happened just before 7 p.m. Wednesday on Blair Road in Mid-Hill. Charlotte Fire expressed their thoughts and prayers to Moore's family following this tragedy. Police arrested the person they believe shot a woman near the campus of Central Piedmont Community College. Officers say the shooting happened around 11 a.m. yesterday on Cherry Street. The suspect was arrested near the campus just outside of Uptown. Police say the victim and suspect knew each other. The victim is expected to be okay. New search warrants reveal the accused 2022 Raleigh mass shooter had a stockpile of weapons. The items included a shotgun, multiple pistols, rifles and rounds of ammunition. Austin Thompson was just 15 when police say he shot and killed five people in the Headingham neighborhood in October of 2022. While a trial date has not yet been set, a judge has ruled he will be tried as an adult. A new hearing set in the ongoing legal battle against the new indie paper mill. Today, a judge will hear whether folks who live near the mill in York County had the right to intervene in legal proceedings between the mill and the EPA. WCNC Charlotte's followed the case for years after thousands of neighbors complained of a bad smell from the mill and claims it made them sick. Also happening today, CMS parents will get a chance to provide feedback on the district's future. Superintendent Crystal Hill looking for feedback on the district's strategic plan through 2029. It's all happening tonight at Albert Edwin Waddell High School beginning at 5.45 p.m. And that's it for your morning rush. Here's what's happening across the Carolinas. Columbia firefighters now know what caused a two-alarm apartment fire that left nearly 30 people without a home. Officials say an electrical short in the wall sparked the flames Tuesday. 
The American Red Cross is working to help those families that were displaced. A manufacturing company is expanding its roots in South Carolina. Nova Molecular Technologies is investing almost $24 million into an expansion in Sumter County. The expansion is expected to create 20 new jobs. The recent extreme cold weather has been rough for turtles who ended up cold stunned from the freezing water. More than 200 turtles have been rushed to NC State's Center for Marine Sciences and Technology over the past few days. And that's what's happening across the Carolinas. Now to today's checklist. Here are three stories worth knowing about today. One, a man is dead this morning after crashing his car into a tree in Lincoln County. North Carolina Highway Patrol says it happened on Hoover Elmore Road. Officials say the victim was not wearing a seatbelt when he crashed. Number two, the owner of Stooges Pub in Grubb in Midhill is pleading guilty to embezzling state property. Court documents show he withheld nearly $200,000 in state sales taxes over a four-year period. As part of his guilty plea, he paid back most of the money he owed to the state. Number three, this morning a pair of Charlotte uh, men nominated for one of the most prestigious awards. Daryl Cooper and Oscar Johnson of Jimmy Pearls in Uptown being nominated for a James Beard Award for Best Chef in the Southeast. The duo temporarily closing their restaurant this weekend, though, as they were to open a permanent location later on this year. Congratulations. Time now to connect the dots. When we make the news make sense, teenagers are looking to work, and it's all thanks to new opportunities and higher wages. Gen Z is bringing back the part-time job. Let's connect the dots. Teen employment is at an all-time high. The Washington Post reports new opportunities and higher wages are drawing more folks to the workforce in numbers we've not seen since 2009. Experts say when the labor market is tight, more teens work. A lot of entry-level jobs in hospitality encourage teenagers to get their foot in the door. The labor market took a big shift during the pandemic when older generations stayed home. Employers were forced to train and hire younger employees. High schoolers are motivated to become financially independent and try something new. There are some risks to working as a teenager, like lower grades due to the longer hours of work. However, a number of states are already working to help protect young employees in the workplace. And that is Connecting the Dots. A few days ago, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the 2024 presidential race, and this led some people wondering what happens if a candidate withdraws from a race, but their name is still on the ballot. Megan Bragg joins us with this morning's Verify. Candidates drop out of races all the time, but one viewer, William B., wanted to know what happens if a candidate withdraws before the primary and their name is still on the ballot. Can a vote still be cast for that person? Let's verify. Our sources are Mecklenburg County Elections Director Michael Dickerson and the North Carolina State Board of Elections. In North Carolina, any person who has filed a notice of candidacy for an office has the right to withdraw it, according to the Board of Elections. Candidates must complete a withdrawal form and they have three days before the close of candidate filing to submit the paperwork. But what happens if a candidate's name is already printed on the primary ballot before they drop out? So after that, your name is printed on the ballot and your name uh, and votes for you will be counted. And if that person ends up winning, Dickerson says there's an official process for that too. Then it would go to the parties to nominate somebody individually. Uh, from their executive committees 
uh, to be on the November general election uh, ballot. Dickerson says this is very rare and has never happened in Mecklenburg County. But what if a candidate dies before Election Day? Dickerson says the process is generally the same. There is a stipulation if somebody were to pass away before, uh, then you could uh, you could reopen filing since the ballots have already been printed and our time frame has been squeezed uh, as it is. Then, uh, yes, their name would still be on the ballot. So we can verify that, yes, if a candidate drops out of a race and their name is still on the ballot, you can still cast a vote for that person. But in the end, it's up to the party leaders to nominate a new candidate to represent the party in November's general election. With your verify... I'm Megan Bragg. In Mecklenburg County, Dickerson says early voting has already begun and absentee ballots have been mailed. Voters can request an absentee ballot by visiting the absentee by mail portal. You can learn more by downloading the WCNC News app. Thanks for listening. You can find these stories and more at WCNC.com. And join the WCNC Charlotte team weekday mornings, 430 to 7 a.m. Like and subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend.